Welcome to the Busy Leaders Podcast, a catalyst for inspired action, a high-energy, high-fun podcast hosted by Quint Studer. In each high-impact segment, Quint chats with the individuals on how they're navigating today's environment. Quint and his guests showcase best practices and how they work in different contexts. You'll often walk away with tactical tools and tips that you can apply to your own role, business, community, and life. I'm Nicole Webb Bodie, the Chief Impact Officer at Studer Family of Companies. Quint is a well-known healthcare operator, author, coach, and mentor to many. He has dedicated the last three decades to creating tools and techniques that make healthcare a better place for physicians to practice medicine, patients to receive care, and employees to work. He has written numerous books, articles, and his work is always based on evidence, research, and tools and techniques. For more information and to listen to previous podcasts, visit thebusyleadershandbook.com slash podcasts. If you're interested in learning about our upcoming events, both virtual and in person, visit healthcareplussg.com. The team at Airmark Healthcare Plus, which provides food, facilities, and uniform services to healthcare organizations, knows that the vision statements are more than just words. Theirs is together we serve, we solve, we strengthen to create a culture of caring, empowered employees and make patients' lives better. This week, we have Bart Carricker, President and CEO of Airmark Healthcare Plus. He talks about how they shift their employees' mindset to remind them of the bigger picture and the role that each of them play in the healing process. Here's a few things you'll learn from the podcast. How Airmark employees serve as true partners with clinical staff anticipating and solving problems before patients hit the call button. How the company brings its serve, solve, strengthen statement to life and how Airmark's culture inspires and empowers each of the employees to innovate using their heart and their common sense. Bart Carricker is the president and CEO of Airmark Healthcare Plus Division. Before joining Airmark in 2021, he served as the senior vice president of sales and marketing retention and strategic partnerships for Morrison and Crothall, a division of Compass Group. While at Compass, he played an instrumental role in driving new business and building a culture focused on healthy growth. Now, here's your host, Quint Studer, and our guest, Bart Kierker. Well, thank you, Nicole. That's Nicole Webb Bodie. You're familiar with her. Yes, I am. Nicole is a considerate, done person. So I have Bart Kierker with me. And Bart and I met really about a year ago. And it's been one of the gifts of my life to meet somebody like Bart, an already good leader that's constantly trying to get better. And, you know, you and I were talking when you first became I'm president of the Airmark Healthcare Division there. So for those of people that aren't familiar with Airmark Healthcare, why don't you take a little bit of time and talk about what they do and your philosophy is they're really there to be help the clinicians and help get clinical outcomes. So Bart, why don't you tell us a bit about Airmark Healthcare? That'd be great. Well, first off, I have to say thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I think I've listened to all 49 other episodes So it's really great to be here. It's an honor and just a real exciting time to share some ideas with you. Uh, Yes, we work, we're Aramark Healthcare Plus, and we are a team of professional managers that have systems and programs that we partner with hospitals and healthcare systems to really customize solutions for really driving outcomes around operational excellence, patient experience, um, creating environments where we have employees who are really engaged in doing the work. 
um, obviously finding ways to bring financial efficiencies to our clients, but also really helping our caregivers work top of licensure. So we have over a thousand clients across the United States, and we're really doing some amazing things out there um, as healthcare continues to, to morph and change for the future. Um, yes, we, um, as I said, there the last piece, we work so hard to help our nurses spend more time at the bedside. We actually try to say is that we want to be the expert that takes care of all the non-clinical function in the hospitals that we can let our nurses be nurses and we can actually take care of all the other things between transportation, between housekeeping, between food, and really let them spend as much time at the bedside as possible. Because that's where the magic happens. We all know that that's what drives healing and that, that's what drives patient experience. You know, Bart, when we got to know each other, one of the things you've always said is all your workforce at Aramark Healthcare Plus are caregivers. Can you go into, I know you've sort of touched it. Can you go just a little deeper with your philosophy? Yeah, well, don't, well, don't you love our new mantra for our company? Together, we serve, we solve, and we strengthen. And really, when we say we solve, we're given the flexibility of our, of our employees to really be patient-centric, to really understand what the patient's going through, and to really spend that time with them and empowered to make a difference, to make things really be much more warm and friendly and healing for those patients. So we really have done a nice job of creating an atmosphere of where our employees use their common sense, they use their heart to really make a, a big difference in terms of having that patient get healed. And it really has gone a long way in terms of, of course, the patient experience scores are up, but we found an interesting impact by allowing our employees to be caregivers and really have an impact with the patients. They have now had such a higher level of engagement and higher level of employee satisfaction scores because we've allowed them to actually be caregivers and spend that time with the patients. And so it's interesting to see how them getting replenished as a team by being able to, uh, to make a difference in the healthcare and really be part of that healing process. It's pretty cool. I know when you took over, you've been on the road a lot. I think you went through two pairs of Johnson Murphy. Shoes. I did. I did. <laughs> um, you took my book, The Calling, and you added a chapter to it. And that was a chapter about Airmark for Airmark workers. So they can sort of read The Calling and then read that chapter on how they're answering their calling. As you travel, and I've heard some of your stories, why don't you talk about some of the tremendous examples of caregiving that you've seen and some of the people you've seen making a difference at the organizations that you're part of? I'd love to. That's a great question. Before I get to the answer, I have to say The Calling is an amazing book. I don't know if all of your listeners have read that book, but it's a book that really touches, I think, everybody who's in healthcare. The stories, the inspiration, and really the learnings are just extraordinary. And I, I really love the fact that between Barbara Scott, Nicole, Dottie, and you gave me an early copy. So I was able to actually digest these amazing stories of why we're in healthcare and where the magic happens. And the fact that you loaned us some space to do a chapter for Aramark in your book is really just says a lot about your generosity and what you're trying to do for healthcare at large. So with that exercise, we were able to collect a lot of amazing stories that we have as Aramark Healthcare Plus and having that chapter of these stories where food and nutrition workers and housekeeping people, teammates, transporters, how they can make a difference in the clinical outcomes and the healing 
is extraordinary. It really is. So that's where um, I've been trying to really be an observer and find these magic moments. And you're right. I have worn my shoes out because I spent a lot of time on the floors rounding, looking to see how a food tray passer, how they interact with a patient. And one of my favorite stories is, is Willie up at Cleveland Clinic Hospital. I was able to help him push the tray up, the cart up to the floor, and then mirror him as he was passing the food tray to Margaret, the patient. His interaction with Margaret is what we're all about. Willie was empowered to actually interact with Margaret as a human being, almost like a family member. And it really goes back into what we're trying to do. Every patient, every time. And the way Willie did that, he spent that time with her, talking to her, making sure her glasses were set aside, making sure there was no fall, trip and fall issues, but presented the food in a way you would think Margaret thought she was in a five-star restaurant. And he remembered that Margaret had arthritis in her hands. And he said, Margaret, would you mind if I actually leaned over and cut your chicken up into little cubes so you have an easier time having and enjoying your meal? You would think that we gave Margaret a million-dollar lottery ticket. It was the smallest gesture that Willie got so much enjoyment from it as well. And it was just one of those magic moments seeing Willie and Margaret have that exchange where just it's not about measuring patient experience. That was an amazing patient experience. So I love those kind of stories. Well, one of the things, Barb, if we met, if we brought our teams together and we were talking about things to do better, and I tell the story everywhere I go, because sometimes with the change in healthcare, you've got to take and adjust tools and techniques. You and I have spent a lot of time together talking about making rounding simpler. So it's not about frequency. It's about why you're doing it. The other thing we talked a lot about was onboarding. And I care that tell the Airmark story all the time, because as somebody who is a hospital operator, if I'm using a company like an Airmark, I want you to not only do what you do better all the time, really good. So I'm hiring you to do transport, food, housekeeping, COVID check-ins at one time at places. I want you to do that great. And I expect it to do great. But if I can learn from you and take what you're doing and scaling it to the rest of my organization, it's really magic. So one of the stories I tell all the time is when we piloted the 30-day onboarding. So our, for those of you that have read my books, you know, we talk about 30 and 90-day meetings, that you meet the new employee, do we match the values, is your experience what you thought it was going to be, you know, who can I recognize, did you, you know, based on what we're doing, where you've been, is there anything we can do better? And, you know, everybody gets into this 30-day, 30-day, 30-day. So we're going to pilot it before your national meeting to roll out what are, what are the results. And what I loved about it is when the person got up and said, uh, 30 days was a little too late. For us, with our people, we find that we want to check in day one because they might come from an environment where they're not doing patient care. And if you're cleaning a hotel room or in a restaurant and all of a sudden you're in a hospital setting, it's so different that they might get a little nervous. And, and your, your leader got up at the national conference and talked about the one-day check-in, the seven-day check-in. I just think that's that you're doing some really cutting-edge things when it comes to selection and onboarding, which I think it's really cool because if I've shared that, you know, I sh I've shared it with so many people almost every week when I'm on the road talking about 
we have to adjust our tools to the current environment. Tell us about some of the cutting edge things that you're involved in right now. Well, back, back to that onboarding, there was another benefit that happened. The employees that came on board, we did the one day, the 30 day, the 60 day check-in. They realized that we cared about them. And when we said we care about you because you've joined a company that actually has a caring culture. And the caring culture doesn't start with just the employees, but the caring culture carries over to the hospitals that we serve as well. Don't forget about the role that we play. We are food nutrition experts that actually food is medicine and we bring great nutritious food to our patients. We're in housekeeping experts. So we create clean hygiene, like sterile free, sterile environments to our, to our patients and caregivers. We have transporters that are really vital of getting our patients to the procedures of x-rays, MRIs, physical therapy, which I know we talked about this other day. When you do all those things, your length of stay goes down. And it's amazing because if you have a caring culture, the employees feel cared for, the caregivers feel cared for, and the families feel cared for. And it's just amazing to see what's happening with this caring culture. And when you empower those employees with this caring culture, it's really amazing to see what's happening with the relationship between nursing and our staff, because there's a level of trust, there's a level of team spirit, and we're seeing patient experience scores go up just because we can actually take care of things in the room that a nurse doesn't have to. I know it's been stated that 30% of the nursing call lights are for things that aren't nursing qualified. So we can actually be the partner with nursing to help gather those tasks and take care of them. Could be a blanket, could be a glass of water, simple things that once again goes back to because we care about those patients, we can help our nurses be better nurses. One of the things, Neve, again, when I was at Baylor Scott White recently, which is one of, uh, you know, they have 3,500 people in transport, food service, and housekeeping. One of the things that came up really neat was the huddles. And almost everyone that listens to this podcast that is in healthcare understands the daily huddle. They understand what we're trying to accomplish, you know, create the teamwork. What do we need to do today? What should we be aware of? And it's pretty neat because you talk about length of stay. At, at Baylor Scott & White, one of the things they do is they include the food service, the housekeeper, the transport, right, right in the huddle. I think that's, um, and that helps them know sometimes discharge is based on different things that they might not be aware of. So you talk a little bit about what Airmark is doing to help patients, not only in the hospital, but as they are discharged and move out of the hospital. That'd be great. You probably have heard that we've made a strategic partnership in patient engagement advisors which is a specialized company that does just that. It's a professional discharge management company. So we do all this great care and have all this great um, healing experience for the patients. And then the discharge process at a lot of institution is pretty, it's called controlled chaos. So we now have an organization that works directly with Aramark Healthcare Plus that helps that patient go smoothly from the hospital and discharged into their home or a nursing home or a skilled nursing center where they leave the hospital with pharmaceuticals in hand. They have food planned, 30 days worth of food at home. We actually have primary or specialized clinical care, doctor's appointments set up. And then we have the transportation to and from the doctor's visit. So we're really working on not just the acute care focused for the patients, but holistically, what can we do to actually help that patient 
inside the walls of the hospital, but also discharge smoothly into their into their next phase of care, which is really working out so beautifully in terms of readmission rates have gone down. And once again, you're helping your caregivers help help them discharge patients because it's it's pretty crazy in terms of trying to get all these patients discharged out of the hospital as quick as you can to control that length of stay. So it's really a proven model that's working out really well for us. Well, I also like Bart, for those of you that don't know Bart, Bart's on the road a lot in your work. You've taken pictures at North Shore and sent them to me. You've taken pictures at University of Chicago and sent them to me. You know, um, it's just been really wonderful to watch um, what you're doing for the organization. And as a new leader, that's that's pretty pretty challenging. When you look at the, the culture that you're part of and part of creating, tell us how stories have played a big part of, of sort of your leadership style. Well, as you know, as, as we talked earlier, we provide a service to hospital. So our product, our asset, it's people. It's the hearts, it's the minds, it's the engagement. It's the execution of people showing up every day to do their job and to really, once again, be a caregiver. So a lot of that is how do you win the hearts and minds of the frontline managers and the frontline associates? To me, there was really only, only one way to do it, and that is to go out and visit our partnerships, visit our operations, and see how they were performing and spend that time with them. To me, being present is so important. And so the way I approached it was we're going to have this amazing caring culture, but we're going to get there one person at a time, which required me to go on the road. I didn't want to be not just a name on the org chart. I wanted to think when they thought of their CEO, Bart, they had a personality. They knew, they knew how to interact with me. They knew about my family. They knew about my pastimes and vice versa. And by doing that, it really has set us on a course of having this amazing culture to the point where we all agree in our company that our culture is actually becoming a differentiator because we care, we have that training development, and we all have created this family environment that we really are on this mission together. So it's been it's been a lot of travel. American Airlines has appreciated me doing this, but um, I have too because we're really on this journey to, to make this a, just an amazing world-class company. It's pretty impressive because, you know, Airmark's a big organization. They have almost, what, 100,000 employees all over the world. But I've also been impressed with Airmark as a corporate entity is they've really allowed you at Airmark Healthcare Plus to do what you felt needed to be done, that you're the expert in this space. And you've got a, a wonderful team that I've gotten to know a lot of them. So to their credit, that they're not micromanaging you per se. They're saying, you, you know this space do what we can about this space. So as, as we wrap up, what keeps you going? I mean, you, you know, you're, you, you've been on the road more than I ever was on the road. Um, I've seen you in action, but um, you know, what, what keeps a guy like Bart so motivated about what you're doing right now for healthcare? A lot of people have asked me that question and it's really a pretty, pretty easy answer is that what you put out is what you get back. So I'm, I might bring some energy to visit an operation or visit a team. But when I walk away from that visitation, I have double the amount of energy that I had before I even showed up. You talk a lot about replenishment and talk a lot about what fuels you. For me, it's when I see the amazing work that our frontline managers are doing, 
and what our frontline associates do every single day, I walk away so inspired to be their teammate. We, I, I am nothing without them. And together, we are having this amazing company. And I just get so energized to see what is going on every single day by every one of our employees, which really just keeps me going. And, you know, the final thing is what, what, what goes in motion stays in motion. I think that describes me right now. And just spending these time with these um, wonderful teammates just continues to fire me up for sure. Well, the other thing, and again, not to give away any Aramark Healthcare Plus secrets, but I think it's pretty interesting. When I was in an organization recently, and they were using some of your ideas and your thoughts and your techniques and spread it throughout their entire organization because they found you were being more successful finding talent and retaining talent than they were. And I thought that was really neat that they look to you and say, okay, wow, we notice that we're struggling with our hiring and retaining, but you seem to be on a roll right now with hiring and retaining. Can you teach us how to do that? And you did. And I think that's another um, benefit of working with an organization that works, like you say, with a thousand organizations that you can find best practices and and bring them to me. I just, that's one of the things I, I just admire about any smart CEO is bringing in companies they work with and saying, you go to other places. What are you seeing that they're doing that we can do? But the other thing is I notice departments you're running are actually running better than some of our other departments. What can we learn from you? And I think that's pretty neat. Do you find that's happening more and more now? It, it, it definitely is. We try to find great operations, great best practices, and then make them scalable and really make that a, a standard for everything that we do. But it really is um, interesting is that I've opened up kind of my vision to the other lines of business within Aramark, the company. And I have found so many great ideas from Canada, from UK, from higher education, from business dining. So really, there's not just the expertise of healthcare in terms of having that laser focus of re- recruiting and retaining people. But for me, I'm learning and, and getting all these great ideas from across the universe that I live in, which is really cool to, to bring them back to our healthcare clients. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. You go to a sporting event, you're running a lot of those VIP suites. You yes. go to a college education, college, um, you're, you, you're running the cafeteria, the dorm. You're also gotten a lot into self-serve, which I think is pretty neat. Because I think that also provides the challenge we've always had in hospitals. We're a 24-7, 365 day operation. And we can't maybe keep our food service open for employees right. 24-7, 365. You're doing some pretty creative things in that area, aren't you? We really are. And that that is something that's really exciting because it's not fair to our caregivers, our nursing staff, our physicians, not to have great, healthy food during their third shift or during the weekends. So we've done some really cool micro markets. We've done a lot of um, autonomous dining, a lot of robotics that you can literally go up to a machine with 24 different ingredients and get arugula salad with carrots and raisins, customize it the way you want. And out comes a bowl with a beautiful salad that's fresh and healthy and it could be 3 a.m. And that, that is the future of what we're trying to do. Because if you have happy, healthy, fortified employees who are working clinical care, they're probably going to be pretty, pretty uh, inspired to provide better care when they go back to their after their shift. 
Well, what ends with wrap up? I was speaking yesterday in Charleston and a surgeon came up to me and he started talking to me about health and talking about more and more. It's, it's so much of it is life habits. So much of it is what you eat. So much of those things. So I, I think, again, knowing you, you look upon nutrition as not only something you want to provide patients for healing, but you want to provide the caregivers and the people that support the caregivers so they get good nutritional meals accessible when they work so they can be healthier employees. I think it's pretty cool what you're doing, Bart. Well, thank you. Thank you. We, um, we partnered with the American Heart Association. So we're working in collaboration with them right now to even put more of their recipes and some of their menu items into our offerings for obviously patients, but even some of the caregivers that have an opportunity to really have the best health that they can possibly have. Because I said it earlier, food is medicine. We got we to gotta eat right because what we eat is what we are in terms of our fuel sources. We got we to gotta really watch what we're intaking for sure. Well, Bart, as we wrap up, I, I know your term is together. We serve, we solve, we strengthen. So I want to end this with me saying to you, thank you for serving. Thank you for solving. And thank you for strengthening healthcare. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Busy Leaders Podcast, a catalyst for inspired action, hosted by Quint Studer. Please subscribe, rate us, and write a review. For more information, visit thebusyleadershandbook.com.